0: Welcome back to another episode of Things My Friends Know. I'm your host, Lisa Lindenfelser, and I'm here to talk with my friends about their passions. In today's episode, we chat with Rebecca and Kayla about their passion for RuPaul's Drag Race and how drag is a form of art making the world a better place. Well, hello and welcome. We're here with Rebecca and Kayla, and we're here to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. So excited to have you guys.
1: Woohoo, thanks for having us. Yes. Yes,
0: Queen. I feel
1: like we need to start with like the RuPaul laughter. Like, oh.
0: I know and Michelle Visage's laugh in particular is like honestly one of my all-time favorite laughs in the world.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's very hard for me to tell with both her and RuPaul whether they're laughing for real or laughing for show.
0: Yeah, it is hard to tell. But before we get too far into it, I think one of the first things we need to explain to our listeners is what is RuPaul's Drag Race. If no one has. Has ever heard of it before? How would you describe it? Ooh,
2: magic, magic! No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would describe it as a competition show where predominantly gay men dress like women to perform in front of an audience.
0: Yeah. I think, especially having seen some of the earlier seasons, it was kind of a spoof off of America's Next Top Model, but it's for America's Next Drag Superstar. So they definitely focus on people who are doing drag, um, which is dressing up as a gender that's not your own. Um, They definitely focus on the drag superstars. So people Mm -hmm. who actually do that as like either a living or part-time gig, right?
1: Mm-hmm. 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 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, led by the wonderful lady herself, RuPaul, which has been wonderful and obviously has been a, a significant pioneer kind of in the in the drag community. But yeah, it's it's been our life for a pandemic. And I'm so happy that we have wandered down that rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so RuPaul has been doing this forever. Like you mentioned, RuPaul is kind of a pioneer in the drag space. Uh, do you guys know a lot about RuPaul? Like, can you speak to like RuPaul's history
1: You know, not totally specifically, I think just as we've watched the show, like I remember as a kid, like hearing about RuPaul. And I remember my mom always being like, oh, RuPaul, like he's just wonderful. You know, I think as he started to I think his first claim to fame was being um, brought on by Mac Makeup, I think. And that's kind of where, but I mean, obviously started like in the underground clubs of New York. And then that's where I think gained popularity and then was brought on by Mac for makeup. And that's, I think, kind of really what took off his career. But as far as much outside of that, I don't really know much. And then I guess he and Michelle Visage became friends like early in the 80s when she was part of. What was it? The band Seduction or something like that? And then they've been like besties
2: ever since but
1: uh, was it like a
0: girl band that michelle Visage was in like kind of like tlc it was like oh
2: i think it was more like a destiny's child (laughs) okay um before (laughs) destiny's child was a thing yeah and i think it was like late 70s early 80s that might have been
1: because isn't rupaul like almost 70
3: yeah i just did some research on the old wikipedia and he was born in (laughs) he was born in 1960 he's from california and he moved to atlanta with his sister to to get into performing arts so music and dancing and his um first predominant na- national exposure it says on here was in 1989 <laughs> as an extra in the video for love shack by the b52s whoa
0: hell yeah oh that makes me so happy that And it does make sense because I know that um, we've been binging RuPaul's Drag Race as well, especially because we haven't seen some of the earlier seasons. And RuPaul definitely has an affinity for disco. So that would have been right around that time, right?
3: Yeah, a little bit later. But yeah, definitely into the the music scene. And I know that he has a, a big, you know obsession with like diana ross and other musicians yes. like shaka khan and other things like that so yeah a lot of soul funk you know music that everybody knows from rupaul
0: I should know from rupaul yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think one of the things that people struggle with and it's okay if you're not an expert on this is when to use he and when to use she when it comes to drag queens mm-hmm. um especially with rupaul who i feel like is a lot is very fluid between yeah. genders like what are your guys's thoughts on that you know, With it's
2: a hard-hitting question, right <laughs> off
1: the bat. You know, it's it's an interesting question because I would say Kayla and I have deba- have not debated, but discussed this pretty almost like every season, kind <laughs> of, and especially when we first started. I mean, mm-hmm. we live in Seattle, which I would say is a very open yeah, city and very sure. progressive, very accepting of you know all all people walks of life blah 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 but mm-hmm. you know I mean I'd say in the scheme of things our exposure is still spectator yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so anyways, there's been yeah. a lot of discussion of like yeah because we discuss and be like oh she but, but then he but then when they're out of drag do you say he and when they're in drag do you say she or is it just kind of what is their preference and I feel like they've addressed this maybe a couple times on some of the episodes of I think it comes down to personal preference of how they want to be addressed as far as I think also how they identify gender wise or even if they identify with a gender but
0: yeah Yeah, i mean that's a good point too because learning
1: experience
0: (laughs) yeah for sure and especially in the show um they actually refer to each other in or out of drag as their drag queen names um which for me tends to use the she pronoun as opposed to he because if they're using their drag queen names like i feel like the only time they really reveal their individual names or their born names i guess i would say is when it's like the final four and they're like what would you say to the the six-year-old version of yourself which is always... A very sweet part of the show makes me cry every time.
2: I'm (laughs) thinking about some of them. (laughs) I left at a bus stop. I love you, Roxy. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it is in, It is interesting because all of the queens, um, that's a big part of the show, is really talking about some of the struggles that they've faced in their personal lives. Typically, mm-hmm. most of the folks on the show are out as gay, uh, but they talk about the struggles of that. And I think that's such an important part of the show because it does really kind of humanize gay mm-hmm. folks in the gay community, especially for people who may not be as comfortable with the gay community and, and drag in general. Mm hmm. Yeah, Uh,
2: I'm taking this outside of of RuPaul for a second. And um, I I work in the field of healthcare, Rebecca does too. Um, And there's, there's this huge explosion of, you know, identification of of gender Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. self-disclosure, and maybe that you don't necessarily identify with the gender that your body or physical type represents. Mm -hmm. And I work with a woman, she said that until we walk around with our preferred p- pronoun on our our shirt, we should be asking every single interaction that we meet, mm. how do you identify? And and I was like, don't you feel like that also puts people on glass? I barely know you. I'm interacting mm-hmm. with you at a grocery store and you're telling me something very intimate about yourself. Yeah. And she was like, until we normalize that, it's always going to be a taboo subject. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. I guess I will ask everyone that I interact with. I still don't, but luckily I (laughs) talked to no one in pandemic, so.
1: it's it interesting, too, kind of dialing back to even just your, your prior question, but I've noticed a lot, actually, in, in going to, like, doctor's offices or anywhere where you need to sign any kind of paperwork or fill any information about yourself, I've been seeing more often now, and I've actually been discussing with my boss as far as even our own paperwork, of asking, like, how do you prefer to be referred to? Do yes. you prefer she, he, they, or whatever else Something as else, far as ideally, what your preference yeah. is? And it's been yeah. interesting to kind of see that start to open up and... I appreciate it quite a bit. Yeah,
2: it's definitely been a movement. And I actually, RuPaul was one of, so this woman works for one of the universities and she specializes in this content. And she said that RuPaul is actually, RuPaul Drag Race is one of the things that's normalized this content Mm -hmm. and behavior because it's brought kind of this, for lack of better reality tv perspective into the forefront and made it a competition show that the younger generations have grown up with i yes. mean if you think of the newer contestants they were eight when the yes. first season came out. <laughs> so it's like Crazy. this has yeah. been a part of, of their their youth and growing up gay. And so mm-hmm. it, it really to to normalize that behavior and bring that about is it's just a way that RuPaul transcends just reality television. Yeah, which is amazing. Being, yeah, yeah and,
0: and for those who don't know, we are currently watching season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race right now. And very <laughs> importantly, we're actually doing a fantasy league for RuPaul's Drag <laughs> race um, with Kayla and Rebecca and um, Pablo's brothers Nick and Steve and Steve's wife Kirsten we are such big super fans that we made it into a game so (laughs) spoiler alert I know this will be airing far beyond where we are in the season um, but we will be talking about season 13 especially what we thought about the episode that aired yesterday I can't wait (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I mean, that's a perfect segue for season 13. We are eight episodes in, I confirmed before we came in here. So next week's episode is going to be Snatch Game, which is always, (laughs) always a huge hit. But what have you guys thought about the queens in season 13 so far? Literally
2: in a season, do I not pick out like a top five? Um, I think that that's Mm -hmm. there's been like a couple of seasons where I've been like, oh my gosh, you're all super talented. Yes. And I think that that, mm. that kind of speaks to the level at which RuPaul ha- drag race has gotten. Yes. Um, because if you you guys have done some of this where you go back and you're like, wow, there's three good ones in a sea of 15. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Um so I I will say collectively, I think this is a super strong group. Yeah. I will I will also say that this is a really big performing group. Usually mm-hmm. there's mm. like the singing dancing challenges you're like oh tragic oh tragic oh. <laughs> and like very very few times have i looked at that them and went that was just bad
3: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think so like for people that haven't seen rupaul like the judging system is that rupaul has a panel of people that kind of ask questions and kind of critique mm-hmm. and rupaul kind of absorbs it all and when she has a decision after everything that's happened, it, it's her sole decision. It's not like it's right. going to fans or anything like that. And I think in my opinion, what's really interesting is after every season, it's not like she sets the standard back to like, okay, we're going back to episode one. We're going back to round one. We're going right. to work on the basics. It's like each time each new season comes, she's expecting more than what was <clears throat> happening last season. Yep. And so yep. I think that comes with the the people that show up as well as they just get better whether or not they're really skilled or they just have a really big personality that rupaul wants to dig into so it's pretty cool
1: i was gonna say we just watched um because currently with season 13 there is season two of the uk rupaul drag race also currently airing along with it and so yes. we just watched episode five or six anyways and it was interesting to kind of see you know on one of the bottom two I mean just to kind of piggyback what you were saying Paul is they were kind of basically critiquing her for her outfit and they're like this looks like you just got this off the rocket blah 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 and he yeah. was like oh it's actually from H&M and RuPaul ripped him a new one for a new one excuse me <laughs> is <that it> <laughs> um circling back to our first question um <laughs> but just Richter a new one as far as like you understand now at this point in the game that's not acceptable like yeah. you basically every time like the bar has been held higher and higher and exactly kind of to what kayla said it's it's opened up this wonderful door for so many people to go out and express themselves and i think drag is a way to do that yeah. and i think the bar has just been grown and grown and expanded and it's awesome
0: it's great and a lot of those um, queens are are custom making their own outfits or paying someone oh to custom God. make their own outfits it's insane Ivy every winters. single <laughs> yes <laughs> Ivy winters uh, a famous queen um it's it's just really fascinating every single time Rupaul comes out on the stage um, for, again for those who haven't seen the show, there's a there's an element to walking the runway in almost every single episode. And RuPaul walks the runway by herself and kind of introduces what the runway is going to be about and like what the challenge was that they worked on that episode and every single outfit that RuPaul has. I'm just like, holy fuck, I want that outfit. She looks amazing. Like, yes, it's like, oh, oh, oh.
2: <laughs> it's insane. You not have that one moment, though, where you look at RuPaul and you went, no. <laughs> like, like, that, like four times maybe in the whole history where where I've looked at Rebecca and went did her team sleep on her
0: today?
3: Like
2: <laughs> what, what the hell? You, you're getting outshined by your own cast yes. right now. Yeah. It de- yeah. It
0: definitely doesn't happen very often. I think the only time I really noticed uh an outfit of RuPaul's that I was just like, "Hmm, this was questionable." Like there was an episode where the queens made fun of other queens where their toes are like sticking over the edge of the yes. of the heels and RuPaul's feet were doing that. And I was like, girl, you need some better <laughs> shoes to go with that outfit. You
2: probably have a designer that would make a line just for you yes. I mean, capitalize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think RuPaul has impeccable taste 99.9% mm. of the time. That's what I would say.
2: And, and sometimes I feel like I just can't with her fashion, like, like, maybe my mind just does not grasp how fashionable that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No judgment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no judgment. Steph yeah. Rupaul is definitely in like my top five, like. And if you could ever have dinner with anybody, RuPaul is in the oh, top five. Yeah. And now, having seen episode eight, Anne Hathaway is 100% in that number one spot. Because she was amazing on the episode that aired yesterday.
2: Uh, okay, t- tangent. Uh, <laughs> have you watched any of her um, like quarantine videos? No, do f- I
0: haven't. I don't uh, really follow. Do you
2: follow her on the socials?
0: I follow oh, her on Instagram, but that's about it. And she's not very active. Like she posts like maximum, like once a month.
2: Yeah, she is not very active. Uh, I, so I've watched a couple of her videos. I am very bored. Um,
0: <laughs> and and she,
2: one of the ones was where she came, came out last year with like, I, chose Anne Hathaway because somebody already had Annie Hathaway which Mm. she's gone by Annie her entire life and then when she transitioned to acting it was like a take-in in in the oh man the acting Mm (laughs) guild yeah Um, (laughs) so so she decided to go by Anne but like she cringes every time someone calls her Anne it's just like something that she's never gone by but she she is like really adapted to quarantine about being very real with herself and like addressing kind of media as you need to lift up the hood. Like in last night's episode, she Mm -hmm. called out herself about getting hives and still saying like, she's super nervous. And like, even though she's got this huge presence in Hollywood, sometimes she's the eighth in line for a role. And I think that specifically her public persona has taken this kind of I'm this cutesy actress to like, nope, I'm this very real actress who's going to be super Mm -hmm. relatable. And I really appreciate that about her.
0: Yeah, and um, in the show, I, I should have prefaced by saying they have lots of guests come on the show. They either come on as guest judges or they do just like a cameo and say hi to the queens. There's like a very famous episode where Miley Cyrus actually dresses up like she's a camera person and just like walks around and pretends like she is like a boom operator or whatever. And like none of like, it takes the queens forever to figure out that it's actually Miley Cyrus. So totally normal for having celebrities come on. And Anne was really there. Anne Hathaway was really there to kind of inspire the Queens for that, the activity that they were going to do, which was a musical. And a I like, yeah, a rusical. Yes. Because of RuPaul <laughs> and the puns, like I can't, I literally, my brain misses probably 60% of the puns that they make. It's just like every single line is like a zinger. It's amazing. Oh, they're you so need good. To- you need to spend more time with your brother-in-law then. <laughs> 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 That's probably a good point. (laughs) So getting back to talking a little bit about the fantasy league that we're doing, the way that we set it up was we did a draft, just like a fantasy football draft. And we randomly drew numbers and um, that determined the order of which queens you got to pick. And the goal is that your queen will be the queen that wins. And we all chipped in money and um, somebody is going to get a good pot of money at the end of this so no we didn't we don't gamble in washington it's not it, yes. It is. It's like, wait, where's this going? Do
2: I have to It's illegal to gamble. In
0: fantasy yeah. in I don't know. So we we had this conversation with another guest, and I actually don't think it counts as gambling unless you are benefiting as like the host of the gambling event. So if Pablo oh. and I got a kickback yeah. from the RuPaul's Fantasy League, then we would like officially be a casino. But since there's no like kickback for whoever's hosting, it's really not illegal, even if gambling is not legal where you're at good to know but anyway sorry so that was a sidebar so tell us which queens <laughs> tell us which queens were your top picks for mm. the fantasy league and how you think you're doing in the competition with those queens
2: can I add to this question and say who <laughs> I would have picked if all of the queens would have been available yes oh.
0: absolutely you can
2: cool then I'll go first since I added to the question uh, <laughs> I was like, you <laughs> yeah so I totally Totally would have picked Rose, yes. who I think is massively underperforming. Yes, yeah. I totally I, agree. I, yeah. I I think she has insane star quality and is getting looked over quite a bit. Um, but I I of the queens that were available, I chose Got which yeah. was i i will tell you with a hundred percent of my heart that i chose strategically based off of storylines yes. so i have mm-hmm. lots of years of or lots of years lots of seasons of experience um <laughs> and they tend to keep queens that have a lot of talent but also a pretty i don't want to say sorted
0: that's not the right word like complex past yes is, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's so, an
3: uncommon story, basically, compared to what yeah. the normal Quincy scene. And, yeah. and Gottmik
0: yeah. is the first openly trans person to mm-hmm. compete on the show, which I'm assuming is what you're talking about in terms of having a complex mm-hmm. past. Yep,
2: yeah. exactly where I was going. Um, so I, I chose Gottmik. Not just because I maybe trolled Instagram before <laughs> I the, after the queens were announced and before we selected. And her Instagram isn't incredible you did your research. <laughs> uh-huh. It, it, nothing is not competitive. Um but she's incredibly talented. But I definitely thought for sure she was a look queen. Mm-hmm. Um but her her complexity and what she brings to the community is mm-hmm. is unprecedented I um the only Gia is the only other person that is openly transgender in the mm-hmm. other show and I think she was season nine something like that yeah. um and mm-hmm. and came out as transgender after her season oh, okay. so uh, so she has transitioned since if you haven't watched all stars spoil alert spoiler alert you won't like her any better. <laughs> um, so, exactly. so anyway, Mick, uh was my first choice. And then my second choice, because we did a snake draft, uh, was Tamisha. And I actually also think Tamisha has incredible talent. I totally agree. I did not realize until the episode she left that she was still dealing with so much health concern. Yeah. And yeah. Be, have... Just thinking about being nine months post-recovery from very significant cancer yeah. makes me love her even more. Like, yeah. off to bag I, again. Spoiler alert: she's gone. <laughs> yeah. She's not on the show
0: anymore. Um. <laughs> right?
2: Yep. You're right. Thank you for clarification. That that was a bad one. Uh, but uh, she she just continues to be such a. a inspiration in the drag community and she has something like 13 drag daughters which right. i it's can't amazing. imagine having one biological daughter let alone a drag daughter yeah. so
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i, I mean i i think author. the Interesting part about Tamisha Aman. Uh, One thing we should call out about the show for, again, those that don't watch is at the end, they pick a bottom two and the bottom two compete to see who's going to stay through a lip sync battle, which is very Mm -hmm. drag. Um, Definitely something that all drag queens are known for, for the most part, unless they're a beauty queen, which is more like a you know, competing in pageants and things like that, or a pageant queen, rather. But Mm -hmm. um, Tamisha went up against Candy Muse in her lip sync battle, and she lost to Candy. But the tea that um, Kirsten spilled in our fantasy league was they actually switched the lip sync song at the very last minute. And the rumor is they switched the song to favor Candy Muse as opposed to Tamisha Aman. So what do you think about that? Knowing that you are such a big fan of Tamisha, like, do you think that's true? Tamisha needed to go home for health reasons. Mm-hmm.
2: She had an ostomy mm-hmm. bag attached to her body. She should not have been competing at that level. She, she did it for all the right reasons. And I don't, I don't just, there is no hate in my heart for any of that because RuPaul does a really good job of taking care of, mm-hmm. for the most part, queens who participate in this. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was the producer or if it was my reputation on the line and I looked at this woman who clearly has all of the potential in the world, but isn't maybe performing because of her health, I think favoring someone who might have star quality and boost ratings doesn't necessarily, it's how the game is played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: RuPaul does what she wants. That's
2: right. Yeah, and that's the part
3: of the game, yeah.
2: I think that that's also something super beautiful about this is that this is RuPaul's brand.
3: Right. Like yes. this
2: is like it it is not called drag race. It is called RuPaul's Drag right. Race. Yeah, it's not I about that,
3: fair. It's about what RuPaul wants.
2: Yeah. And and I think that there's something beautiful about that dictatorship. Um <laughs> not that I want that for my life. Um but, but I think that her putting her ass on the line to save queens, bring back queens, do do whatever the fuck she feels like she wants to do at that moment. Yeah. Also means that she gets a little bit of free reign to do something like bring A winning queen back
0: in an all-star season. Or bring or bring someone back when they were supposed to be eliminated. (laughs) Right.
2: Exactly. Which just (laughs) happened
0: in the episode yesterday. Um, Candy and Simone, surprisingly, Simone, uh, who in my mind was definitely going to be in the top three no matter what, uh, they lip synced for their life in yesterday's episode. Simone won. Um, and then as Candy was literally walking off the stage after she'd given her heartfelt speech rupaul was like wait candy i'm not ready to say goodbye yet and kept her like totally shocked everybody on the cast so rupaul truly does whatever the fuck she wants and she's very (laughs) unpredictable in my mind it's it's crazy yeah i i I think that this
2: is the first time I've ever done this, but because we are fantasy, playing fantasy or doing fantasy and I have crawled into like the fandom hell of like Reddit blogs and all of this (laughs) bullshit that I would never pay attention to, but I'm competitive. I've I've done this whole like reading the series and and people be like, oh, Rapal fantasy is so repetitive and so this. And I'm like, okay, well, first you, you need it to be repetitive because it has to follow a basic plot line. Mm-hmm. But also, RuPaul is not predictable. Totally <laughs> I don't agree. Know what you're on. Like there, there are times when I fundamentally disagree with her decision, yes. and like it, it pisses me off until the next week, right? right? Like, I I don't sleep at night. Wow. But at the same time, as far as predictability,
1: that's- like you got to hook viewers with things like snatch game, like right. that's something that you expect every season, and you just can't wait till it's that snatch game to kind of see what they come up with as far as again creativity and and showing off skill. And and there's always one that surprises you that you think is going to do absolutely terrible. Yes. Yes. And just
0: owns it snatch game for uh those who don't know is based off of match game which is a show that i crazily watched as a child but was like started i feel like in the 70s 80s time frame where they just like read uh like a clue to you and you try to match the celebrity guest um and so everybody portrays a character on snatch game they impersonate someone like Cher or Taylor Swift or or i don't, like one person was a robot one season which was hilarious and amazing
3: don't get steve started on that one that's like his favorite of all time really oh yeah
0: i mean gigi good like let's pause for a minute yeah, gigi good was in one of the more recent seasons i can't remember if it was 11 or 12 but that girl was robbed she should have won that yes. whole fucking competition and yep. i literally cannot believe she didn't i agree do you, do you
2: want storyline yes. it was season it was season 12 um <laughs> And the woman who won, the lady, the queen, the queen who won. <laughs> um, see how often we think about this gender thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was Tamisha mom's replacement.
0: Shut up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, was that that's crazy. Wasn't the winner crazy. also
3: uh, like a part of a, of a queen dynasty as well? Like it was like in the family, She's, like the she, Kennedys he, or something like that?
2: She is totally a Kennedy. You're absolutely right. right. So she's got like this legacy blood and she's super well loved in the drag community. And she was the the queen that was called when Tamisha Amon could not make her call back. That is hmm. so
0: insane to think that she only by chance made it into that season and then became the winner. The winner. Wow. And, but that's I think right.
2: that's also something super beautiful about RuPaul doing whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> She's like, I like this storyline.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> like... <Right. laughs> oh. So uh, Rebecca, let's ask you, um, what queens did you pick in the fantasy draft and how are they doing? So okay. I'll say
1: that this uh, <clears throat> starts off a little heated, and I'm staring <laughs> daggers at you, Paul. <laughs> so again, we did this draft, you know, drew random numbers and, and did a snake draft. So my first pick, so kind of similar to, to Kayla, I think Rosé was at the top of my list. I think yes. Tina Burner was at the top of my list. Just kind of seeing the quality of refinement and how expansive their talents were, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Let's get so three dollar words. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so anyway, so also you know you always you always get kind of the real quirky queens, which sometimes can be hit or miss. But Utica cool. Queen was um one of my top picks, and Paul so wonderfully snatched her up, literally the, <laughs> round, or the, the spot right before mine. So my next pick was Denali, who is also known for being. I mean, amazing dancer, amazing performer. I mean, if you've watched any of her YouTube uh, figure skating stuff, do it. That will be a Mm. rabbit hole that will provide hours of entertainment. Um, (laughs) So Denali was my first pick, um, kind of based on that. And then second pick, oh, Elliot with two Ts.
0: Who's still around.
1: uh, A little bit of drama because first episode, right, they did each – two pairs of queens did lip sync there was the winner group and a loser group we really had no idea what they were doing with that Elliot was part of the loser group and then got voted off of the loser group and then got brought into the winner group so pork chop yeah yeah very much so (laughs) it's a little bit of drama around that but again also a performer so I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued to kind of see what she ends up doing, but I'm really crossing my fingers for Denali. <laughs> I feel like similar to Rosé, I feel like she's kind of been a bit of a sleeper and I feel like she's kind of drawing some stuff out and I think she's got a fire under her butt. I just hope that she doesn't get in her head too much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like she's got some potential in the future weeks to blossom, if you will, <laughs> and uh, kind of show us what she's got. So We'll see. <laughs> I hundred
3: percent agree. Like, I think that Rose and Denali are kind of like hiding under the radar. They both have the skill. It's just like, but I do think that they both have like complete star power, and it's just like, oh man, in two or three weeks, either one of them is going to get booted, or they're both going to be like the top two for like the rest of the season.
2: Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. I was I was reflecting on past seasons because we're kind of at that point where everybody's pretty good. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. like you you look at the queens and i get pissed because somebody votes off tina burner and i'm like tina's great and then i'm like everybody's great
1: um <laughs> i think but, candy still needs to get booted oh
0: my god i'm so mad she didn't go home in yesterday's episode and yeah, i, that I low- got me a that's the point <laughs> i i know that steve will be very upset <laughs> steve will be very upset when he hears this episode but she's only getting by because she can be funny and that's yeah. it that's literally her only talent can i restate what you just said she's only
2: getting by because she can be virally funny yes, yes. like like she mm-hmm. plays to the social media yep mm-hmm. trash of what social media represents in my opinion um <laughs> like, like, going off on someone who is clearly your peer slash maybe elder in mm-hmm. in drag just or like just date dating people for the sake of the show like I, it, candy can go
0: yep candy can go <laughs> and i literally cannot believe that rupaul chose to keep her after yesterday's <laughs> performance especially I,
3: she danced well I thought.
0: no her dance in the rusical was terrible you couldn't see her face her wig it looked a fucking mess like and her dancing was not passable i, I could not believe the, it
3: the lip sync but that uh, doesn't yeah. mean everything right
0: yeah, I also thought her runway was garbage. Even though they yeah. were like, "Oh, you look so beautiful."
1: I mean, her makeup looked great, but I think again, her outfit was not flattering to her figure.
0: Yep, it showed none of her figure, to
3: yeah, be honest. She got a cinch. And yeah, she
0: probably didn't cinch at all for that dress no, that she wore. not at all. I guarantee you, she did not cinch. Which is bullshit. <laughs> and again, neither would I. So, <laughs> you know, Michelle will get mad about no cinching. <laughs> no, oh yeah,
2: there are two things in life michelle hates it's not cinching and green <laughs>
0: right. yeah. well I mean, that's actually a perfect segue so there are some recurring judges that show up from season to season and sometimes mm-hmm. they switch and and even from week to week you can see different judges do you guys have an all-time favorite judge that shows up on the show i mean it was ross
1: i mean i think in the beginning seasons like ross would kind of guess guest judge. judge and now he's a little bit more of a Permanent stable. judge. Yeah, um, I like him quite a bit and just his personality and positivity. And I just love
2: that he gets so excited about things
0: like yes. this.
2: I don't have a favorite judge.
1: <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> <So> OK. <laughs> I, I,
2: I think that I, I really appreciate the like, kind of diversity that they bring in and the different mindsets that they bring in. Oh, no, Definitely. I lied. Todrick is my favorite judge. Oh,
0: todd yes. He He's he, pretty. Well, yeah, he's also so good to look pretty, at. So yeah. There's that,
2: um, but he—he's one of those people that just always has something nice to say, mm-hmm. but can kind of politely tell you you're a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's it's just there's in the in the way that Michelle can make a compliment feel like an insult. He can make an insult feel like a compliment. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I have a very strong opinion. Up until oh. I think season six or seven santino oh. was the man like he just i
2: fucking hate him
1: he <laughs> laughed at
3: everything anybody said and he had good fashion knowledge like he was very positive too i get tired of michelle quickly no and i don't hate ross by any means taking over for like santino's like left to rupaul <laughs> position but... Santino
1: was sleeping with a lot of the queens Shut huh? up. I think
2: there was some. Oh, yeah. Spill
1: the tea, huh? girl. See
2: those eyes? Like, hey. mm. <laughs> you got to get what you can get. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I will say I think this speaks to a transition that RuPaul's Drag Race is doing, which is going f- way more from fashion to performance. Um, yeah. And, like, that's a good, like, call.
0: Actually,
2: that's a good point. I, I think I'm frustrated a little bit because. Mm-hmm runways don't seem to mean shit anymore (laughs) Mm. like like if you have an outstanding performance Olivia and then a very (laughs) tragic runway Olivia you can still win a challenge and like that did not happen in season six like Mm. if you came out on the runway looking a mess you were at best safe
0: yeah which uh, runway outfit are you referring to for Olivia Lux? Which, by the way, is one of Pablo's top queens. And he is obsessed with her. So which I mean, which runway outfit were you not a fan of?
2: The, the bead challenge. Oh, so she, yes. she crushed the challenge itself, which I forget what it was. It, was, it was improv. So it was the mime that oh, she yeah. stole from you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> She's amazing. She's very obsess-worthy. I'll give it that. But, mm-hmm. like, coming out in a grade school jumper... And, like, that and a challenge, I would have been all over. But mm-hmm. when you look at the body of work versus what other people did, mm-hmm. I just cannot seem to Utica. Denali. Gottmik. Gottmik. Holy
0: shit. Yeah. Like, there's just too many good queens to, to give her the win mm-hmm. in that. Even with me. a with a garbage runway outfit. And they, yeah. they definitely called her out for her hairline as well, which is definitely something that's important Girl. for the queens. <laughs> ah, come
3: on. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she already done had hers. This. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, do you want to share who your queens are that you have in the fantasy league?
3: Yeah, so as Rebecca mentioned, I (laughs) had, for my first pick, Miss Utica Queen. And it was actually kind of fun with the fantasy draft this time. So we all watched the first episode, obviously, because we needed to, like, get some sort of acquaintance with who we were going to be selecting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it very conveniently had the situation where they had split the groups into two as mentioned previously and so you had the top and the bottom so frequently everyone was kind of picking from the top group and i picked utica from the bottom group was my first and then uh my second was la la Rie, and i'm still really sad to see her go because she was so not- fun she was so fun though like I hate- the episode she got kicked out <laughs> and she was running that around hurts. screaming i was dying laughing i just like the energy she was providing
0: Wait, so Kayla, you're saying you hate Lala Ri. I hate her. Whoa. Coming out with bags glued
1: onto your uh, onto a bodice was a poor excuse for an outfit. Yeah. yeah I, I cannot believe
0: that. that she survived that, to be honest.
2: I, yeah, runway doesn't count that much anymore. So I think that this is something about progression, right? So... Ray and I started at day one, episode one. We're like, if we're going to crawl in, we're going way, way back. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've watched this kind of transformation of the show and watched girls get super red for trash outfits, trash experiences, etc. Mm-hmm. So to watch Lala come out in like every single one of her outfits was like a bedazz- bedazzled bodysuit, uh, like a, a, bodysuit with a jacket over it knee high <laughs> boots like yeah. i literally could go buy what she was wearing and and i get like funds are an issue and like you yeah. you get what you get when you come into the show but there there's such a camaraderie in drag that i mm-hmm. know that if she had reached out to our community or if she had um talked to, to the sew. other queens or learned to sew <laughs> yes. then she she would have performed better and so mm-hmm. i i think when i say i hate her i don't hate her her i hate that she wasted potential
3: yeah yeah no. and on my angle too like i am in a complete agreement it's just i think it goes back to the dynamics of the show it's not like you just american idol where you watch them sing a song and walk off and judge them it's mm-hmm. you watch them in the dressing room you watch them perform you watch them yep. do runway lala Ri was not by any means the strongest drag queen <laughs> in all the performances and yeah. all that stuff i just liked the funness of her outside of the performance. I knew that she had to go, but I enjoyed her presence while it was there in the in the working room and stuff like that.
2: Fair. Not something I can
0: say about Candy. So. No, yes. yeah. She's oh always
3: stirring the pot.
0: Stirring the pot. Yeah. Always. And I
3: felt so bad for um, Tamisha, to your point, like she obviously was dealing with the illness. She was an older queen. And I think a lot of that like started to get to her because... Everyone would be annoyed with Candy, right? Yeah. But then she feels like she wants to help her and, like, kind of put her in her place in a sense, but not seem so overbearing, but
2: mentor her.
3: She had her own demons she was dealing with, and it just kind of, like, all toppled up on Tamisha it was kind of sad to see because I, I, to what you're saying before like I wish she would have done better but yeah, yeah medically like everything was kind of tearing her down it was time to get her off the I stage. Hope,
0: I do hope that Tamisha when they do future all-star seasons Tamisha makes a comeback after she's have, had a full recovery um, from some of her medical issues because I think she could totally she crush it. She will never
2: win. Yeah. Now, do I want her back? Absolutely do but she will never win because she is too old school drag and mm. this is about developing a future generation of performers. Progressive. And, and I think that she is a little stuck in her head about what a pageant yeah. queen should be and, and yeah. like what the standard so again I do I want her back? Yes. Do I think she could crush it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will she win? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. RuPaul doesn't have a cookie cutter and is like, all right, who fits in this the best this season? Yeah. It's like who can make this cookie cutter better than what I have already? And, and, and she doesn't even know what that is. And that's yeah. why each week is so weird because you don't know who's going to get kicked off because you don't know what RuPaul's thinking in regards to yeah. who's doing well and what. It's just a crapshoot. Yeah. That's
2: Let's a be point. real. RuPaul did a lot of drugs. She
0: doesn't know what she's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well... I I definitely want to ask one more question before we start wrapping up, which is thinking about all of the seasons that you guys have watched. Did you have a queen that you will forever remember as like your favorite or on the the switch side, a queen that like won or did well that you just cannot believe did as well as (laughs) they did? Mm. I,
2: I have both. I will agree with you in one lisa and then fundamentally disagree with you (laughs) that's all right (laughs) so so the one who won is uh skinny mini um violet Violet oh my god highway robbery highway robbery she should not have progressed as far as she did she's beautiful yes but come on that was boring it yeah, yeah, that was
0: the only skill she had was to be beautiful and extremely tiny. Violet Ch- Chachki was yes, I totally agree. Highway robbery as the the top queen was that Katya uh, season. Yes, that was Katya's no. season where she got kicked out right before the top three. Yeah. Uh, Katya should have won that season. She really yeah. should have. Katya is hands down my favorite. Oh, and hands down. And I think the funny thing about the Katya season was uh, they always do a live. Or somewhat live, like more live version of the finale, where they bring back all of the queens, they talk about some of the drama that happened on the season, they do some performances, um, they do miscongeniality each season. Um, and when they were getting ready to literally announce the final winner, the top three are standing next to RuPaul. RuPaul calls Katya's name and she wasn't oh, even yeah. in the top three and everybody was losing their shit, like mm. could not believe what was happening. And then it was this big joke that she was bringing over a water for RuPaul to take a sip out of before she yeah. announced the winner. But I think that's such a, a fascinating, ex- yeah, a fascinating example because she should have won. She was definitely stronger than Violet in every single category but just by yeah. yeah she just got kicked out from the final three because of one bad move yeah she she did have a really bad week she did
2: like i'll, I'll full-on admit that when she left her season she had a really bad week mm. um my favorite of all time is adora delano oh,
0: yeah. oh my god
2: and lisa can't stand her all right. I, just, I just love her i don't give a fuck attitude like there is <laughs> So much underpinning it like um uh what is it called? Like emotion Mm -hmm. in Adora who puts the surface layer of like, I'm here for it, bitch. And (laughs) I just love her. I love her.
0: I respect that you're committed to Adore because I think that she, I in my head, she's similar to Candy, where she has Candy Muse, where she has star power in her social media presence. Like, I feel like she has really good energy in a way to get people excited and emotional, even in a good or a bad way, similar to Candy. But like, I just couldn't get past like she had the same fucking makeup every single week week after week after week and it's like bitch show me something more like Ooh. you cannot just have one look and i cannot believe that michelle visage did not rip her a new yeah. she
2: did when you go watch a <laughs> all-star season you will see okay. but um i i think i agree with you you asked me who my favorite was, yes, And not you, who the most talented was. Totally fair. Adore did not deserve to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe didn't even deserve to go as far as she did, but she is my fucking favorite. <laughs> I will fuck anything that bitches in.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So Rebecca, like top all favorite queen. Um, you can also divulge your least favorite queen as well, if you would like. Well,
1: definitely top is Katya, hands down. And currently Kayla and I have been obsessed with Katya and these little yes. short YouTube clips that are so random but very hilarious club for Bob um, yeah. tv yeah <laughs> <laughs> only $3.99 a month
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> least favorite oh oh okay so it might be a tie I was like I don't know who do I bitch about the most I would say Tyra or I mean honestly you mentioned Gia earlier I did oh, not yeah, like Gia yeah. Gia was a huge drama stir pot and I think that's why the typically I steer away from reality TV is just, I'm not a huge fan of drama. Yeah. I just feel like she just didn't have a lot of talent. She just was very surface level. I, I'm i sure she's an amazing person, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't find her. It was really hard for me. And I bitched about her every episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can I double click on that for a second? That's also something that I love about Drag Race is what she just said. No other re- reality TV series ever do I'm like, Am I like? I'm sure she's an amazing person, but like all of the drag queens, I'm like, yeah. I'm yes. sure you are fantastic. Like I, I can see it in you. I watched like maybe four minutes of Real Housewives, and I'm like, you were all garbage, you were all trash, <laughs> like
0: I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I think that is one of the reasons that RuPaul's Drag Race is on season thirteen and has been so popular over all the years from Logo to VH1, which is where they air their episodes now. Um, Part of the reason is because you're really rooting for these queens and they really root for each other. There's always been some level of rivalry and hatred in every single season or between some of the queens, but that even when that queen gets eliminated, they come together and they really support each other because they know how important this opportunity is to them and, and taking them to the next level in their career and normalizing the space so I definitely think that is one of the beauties of RuPaul's Drag Race
3: I would even say like RuPaul as well like in the sense of as soon as they get brought onto the show like RuPaul's investing in them yes. it's not like if they get kicked out even if it's the first episode RuPaul's mm-hmm. already committed to them and I'm sure they're yeah. doing things together for time to come as long as they keep performing and meeting her expectations like she's committed to yeah. them and it's a career path moving forward yeah.
2: Vanji, classic point. I'm yes. probably spoiling some shit here, but like Vangie was literally the first season or first person to go home in her season and she's performing in Vegas. Yeah. Like probably making more money than she ever thought that she could make in drag. Because yes. let's be real, 80% of the population that's in drag performance is not making
0: good money. Livable. I think Vanji's
3: probably my favorite <laughs> drag yes. queen of all time.
0: Yeah, I... I will say that Vanjie has gotten so popular recently especially with her residency in Vegas that like I kind of feel like she's boring to me now but especially when she <laughs> you just- You just hate personality, Lisa. (laughs) No, I mean, I loved Vanjie in her season where she made the comeback. She was the first person to go through, get kicked out in the original season she was on. But then she came back the second season and she made it very far into the competition. And in that season where she was competing, she was definitely one of my favorite queens. But um, and I loved her personality and her sass and like hilarity and all of that. But like now I follow her on Instagram. She was in a really big commercial for Bubbly, which was really exciting and I just kind of feel like she's mainstream now and I'm like, eh, you were more fun when you were edgy and crazy. (laughs) I don't like
3: those sellout queens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here, but you're making money. Um... Well, Kayla and Rebecca, it's been so fun having you here today to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race and if our listeners haven't seen RuPaul's Drag Race before, highly recommend season 13 streaming now. Bring back... My guess. Thanks for listening to another episode of Things My Friends Know. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts.